0: This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Team you hate playing again? Yeah, uh, yeah I guess fucking I guess. <laughs> We're a
1: team. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Frozen Biscuit Podcast. It's Shane here, as always, and alongside with me, I got Hockey Trolls from the Capitals Podcast. And obviously, you know, I do my typical and I blank on the name, uh, so my bad on that. <laughs> um,
0: it's all good. It's it's the Caps Chirp Podcast, but yeah, we're covering the Caps on the on the network. You know, greatest team in the NHL. Well. <laughs>
1: I mean, we can all say that now with the season suspended.
0: Right, exactly. (laughs) So, I mean, you know, one good thing about this is that if there is no playoffs and no cup, I was absolutely right that the Penguins would not make the playoffs. And that was a preseason prediction by me. So, you know, I'm not saying I'm a genius, but the evidence is there.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh You got a little bit of luck there because they were on their way to making the playoffs right there.
0: (laughs) Well, it's debatable. It's debatable. Um, Even if they did play it out, I mean, they had to play Carolina three more times. They had to play us one more time. They had a pretty um, metro-heavy schedule. schedule. They did.
1: But you know what? Even if they didn't make the playoffs, they had nothing to be, you know, ashamed of. They had so many
0: injuries. That's true. I, I mean, they had every excuse to not make the playoffs, but I just yes. wish they wouldn't have. <laughs> it would just have been nice to make it, make it real.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, i I would have, I would minded seeing the uh, the Penguins out of the playoffs, especially after what they did in uh, 2017 to the Suns.
0: Yeah, I mean. Um, I, I like it could be and you know what it, it's shitty because I, I follow like some mouth breathing penguins fans on twitter and literally because of this whole coronavirus thing um, they literally just posted the replay of the overtime fucking wounded duck head over heels biscuit that went by um, who was who Anderson yeah. right and by Chris Kunitz, and they're like huh, the the goal that single-handedly ruined the Senators' team. Which um, I guess they're not wrong. Completely. They're not.
1: They're they're not actually like it's a valid. They definitely <laughs> have like some argument there, but I don't. It wasn't the goal that ruined the Senators. <laughs> right. Like, the, the, I, if anything, what ruined the Senators was the trade, the tourist trade. Cause Mm -hmm. then you started to see everything kind of like the glue that was holding that team together just started to wear off. And that's really what took the team apart. (laughs) Also, we played a lot. Like I honestly believe that if we, if we played a healthy Boston team in the first round, we probably don't win the
0: first round. Right. Right. And, um, you had Bond villain Gabe Boucher behind the bench and his system only works for one year. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Which is
0: unfortunate. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, what's been up? I've been, uh, I've been grinding my gears, trying to, trying to put content together, but I don't think I'm as panicked as some on the network because I got a good co-host and we can bullshit about a lot of things. But uh, actually, I am i mean, hopefully the world comes out on the other end of this healthy um, and not in total like apocalypse, uh, you know, shutdown. But um, I mean, th- this is a pretty monumental and, and historic time for sure, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot can happen between... know over the next eight weeks because we're not uh, unfortunately you know I was hoping for maybe I was was hoping that you know probably middle early April middle of April where we would start seeing teams kind of getting back into it uh, but now it's looking like mid mid to late May at the earliest right and you know there's talk of you know playing all the way through until September now, taking uh, October off and then starting back up in November. Yeah. So, I mean, I think honestly, though, it just, it shows how, like, vulnerable we are, like how, you know, something like this could destroy the way of our, like, the way we live.
0: Right, right. I mean, um, damn nature, you scary. like
1: Basically.
0: Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's a scary thing. And I guess, uh, being, I mean, I'm, I'm in the States, so obviously there's been a lot of criticism (laughs) about how this country has been handling it. Um, so hopefully we come out on the other end. They've talked about giving every household, like every person, a thousand dollars. That would be cool. I would be cool with that.
1: (laughs) But like um, for what? Like what for how long? Like what, what would that thousand dollars do?
0: I think it's per month. And it's basically to let people live because they're talking about shutting down the entire country. Like no one leaves your house. The only people that can leave their house are like hospital go, workers.
1: Go go full Italy on them?
0: Yes, basically. Basically, because oh. it's gotten that far out of hand. Um, you know, there, there, there's a stat that's been thrown around that we have the least amount of hospital beds to population in the world or in like all of the developed countries who've experienced this virus. So that's a little disconcerting. Um, I know locally we only have like one hospital around me. Um, that's, you know, within like a five, 10 minute drive. So that's rough. Uh, and it, I don't know. It just, um, I mean, if, if, it, if it really hits the fan, I'm sure the National Guard will come in and, and set up something, some sort of triage centers and disease control centers. But I don't want to see that happen because that means it's fucking out of control. <laughs> you I mean, know? Yeah.
1: And I mean, up in like Ontario right now, you know, people are getting laid off so they can get paid to not work it's not like they're shutting down and they're like, Oh yeah, we'll shut down and you're, you can fend for yourself.
0: Right. And they're doing that around here. Like unemployment benefits are going to be easier to get and whatnot. And they're putting money into that. But, uh, you know, my bum ass, I've been unemployed since January. So, uh, you know, feeling pretty good about that. At least (laughs) my shit's already set up. (laughs) That's fair. Right. Um, but yeah, dude, I I've talked. I know I've talked to you since you've been uh had your fame on national TV, but I didn't get to bring it up. Um, <laughs> you were you were at the uh, Bobby Ryan hat trick game, right? Yes, and you were losing your shit, and what TSN was just on you.
1: TSN, yeah, both uh, both TSN and Sports Center and Sportsnet were. <laughs> Had me, on, had me on there.
0: That's awesome. Anybody reach out to you about it? or?
1: Oh, yeah, my phone. Well, nothing from, like, there, obviously, but, like, friends and family reached out. I had people, like, regulars from work come in and be like, oh, we saw you on TV. So, luckily, <laughs> it wasn't anything big. Like, it lasted a couple of days, but.
0: Right. That's pretty cool because I know that Bobby Ryan's, like, your favorite player, right?
1: Yeah, easily.
0: Yeah, and, you know, uh, Polly, Polly Cupcakes, my co-host on the Caps Chirp, he loves Bobby Ryan too. He thinks he's a stud. Um, you know, I, I thought he showed a lot of great promise and then, you know, I didn't follow him too closely because at that point he was in the, with the ducks and then he moved on. Um, but I knew that he was, he was supposed to be an up and comer and then he kind of fell off. And then now that he's come out and taken responsibility for his life, really, it's, uh, it's great because now there's like a justification and, and obviously he still got it scoring that hat trick since being yeah. back.
1: And I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Like, you know, I think there was turmoil with the coaching staff as well, which didn't help mm-hmm. at the time with Boucher and whatnot. And I, I talked about this earlier in the season. Um, I kind of went on a, a, like a total, like, rant about it earlier in the season about how Bobby's production is like a total. If you look at his production based off the minutes he was getting it, uh, everything added up and now everything just makes more sense.
0: Right. Right. Well, I mean, here's to uh, hoping that he can continue his career once this whole, you know, apocalypse (laughs) blows over this pandemic they're calling it now,
1: yeah, I mean, to be fair though, if he's healthy mentally and physically, there's no one better that I would want on this rebuild sure, how old is that. he thirty two thirty three okay
0: yeah, so he'll he'll be able to provide a lot of good veteran leadership,
1: yeah, and he's no. been through a lot and like as an athlete itself, like not just like personally, but like, you know, he plays the game the right way when he's in a, a healthy state.
0: Right. And yeah. You got that. He's that hard player player. Yeah. With, with the, uh, with finishing ability too. Right.
1: Yeah. Like personally, I look at him as like, um, you know, what Tom Wilson is to the Caps a healthy Bobby Ryan would be to the Senators. And we saw (laughs) it in the playoff run. He was, like, he was leading the team in points as a forward, uh, only behind Carlson.
0: Right. Like I so. I would have equated him more to, like, a a bigger Oshie that has maybe a little bit more upside on the scoring finesse touch, even though Oshie's been lighting it up. But you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it's just I find that with the, like, the physicality of Tom Wilson, that, mm. eh, like, Bobby can lay the body with the best of them. Right. And I feel like Oshi, oh, you know, he can, he can definitely hit, but that's not his, it's not his game.
0: Sure. Yeah, no doubt. Well, good shit there, man. And honestly, if he does continue to have success, I mean, it's, uh, it's going to speak volumes about the NHL's policy about like, you know, no questions asked. If you need help, we're here to give it to you.
1: Oh yeah. You know, having a guy like Leonard and Bobby come out as two guys who have openly gone through the system and have come out on the better end of it. Like that makes the policy so much, you know, it makes it look so much better for the league.
0: Right, because I
1: because I want to know how many guys have gone through it without you know talking about it like publicly.
0: Sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Um, I feel like uh, anybody who goes through it would at least probably have some. I mean, unless they're you're like some two way player, like two way contract player, I'm sure they they publicize it pretty heavily as to who was going, you know what I mean?
1: Well, I mean if the player wanted it, right? Because that's the whole thing, is that if you do it in like June and July, Mm you know, there's no no reason to to publicly come out and say, Oh, I'm going into the program, this, that, and the other thing.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: And that and that was like what Bobby was saying when he came back, is that a lot of like there's a lot of guys that we don't know about that have gone through this program, but they've gone through it in, like, July, June, July, huh. unlike, you know, Bobby and Leonard, who have done it through, like, train the regular season.
0: Right, right. I mean,
1: one of them was near the end of the regular season, but still.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Well, what have you been up
1: to since this whole no hockey thing?
0: (laughs) So I've, um, obviously went and stocked up and got some food. Um, I passed the toilet paper. Uh, I have enough of that. Uh, (laughs) but yeah, you know, I stocked up and just kind of been like hunkering down, not going out needlessly, um, unless it's absolutely necessary. But, uh, other than that, I mean, I've just been kind of binge watching things on, on Netflix. I've been sleeping and eating. <laughs> um, so not much, but, um, you know, hopefully I've really been brainstorming on a lot of uh, good segments and, and little mini series that we can do on our pod because obviously, you know, there's there no more. <laughs> yeah, it, there's no more live news to talk about. I'm not really going to speculate too much on what the league is going to do because it's all – it all just seems to be fluff at this point, right? I mean, the schedule that you talked about earlier, that's just what the players proposed. It needs to be approved, correct? Yes. Yeah, so knowing the ownership and the GMs around the league, they'll probably, like, shit can that and destroy it. And it'll go back and forth a couple more times until they actually have something solid, right?
1: Yeah, but I mean, this is also like, it was been between the players and the governor, So this seems like a, it's one of like the many options that are on the table, but it seems like it's probably the most plausible.
0: Right, right. And then, but but then you never know because if, because I really don't think with this, I don't think as of right now, we have, I don't think we're over the hump yet. I think it's going to get worse and then we're going to get better. Um, You know, we're trying to quote unquote, flatten the curve and whatnot, but uh, I don't think we've truly experienced it yet. So, I mean, you know, listening to the news and stuff, they're saying like the full run of this thing, you know, before it even get even before the dust even settles could be three to six months. Now that's obviously like worst case scenario, it seems, but you know, (laughs) it's so fluid right now that no one knows what the hell is going on and uh you know I, I think that a lot of people you know it's 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 worse to not know right it's worse to be have things up in the air than to know okay well I'm, you know this amount of people are going to die in this this um many months right
1: yeah and i mean it's hard to tell what's going on right now anyways with so many different areas being affected and so many different areas, you know, being affected differently.
0: Right. Yeah. So as far as I'm concerned, you know, we're still trucking along. I know we're doing two episodes, a, uh, two episodes, a a week, and we'll continue that going forward. And, you know, hopefully this uh i mean hey this could be great for the network right people are bored maybe they want to listen to the pod so you know if you're holding up we'll be here pumping out two episodes a week thank us later
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. basically um like personally i just i've started getting to get into a bit more of the streaming stuff
0: you know, oh yeah i've seen that up yeah
1: I've been trying to. I tried doing a little bit earlier, and it just too much. Not enough time on my hands to do it. It was too much time, not enough available for me, kind right. of thing. And now though, you know, with uh, with not having games and whatnot, and you know, work being slow, I'll have a lot more time to to stream. So. Right. Uh, it's basically or are you having to
0: go into work?
1: Yeah, I, I. My work is not closed. My work probably won't close.
0: And they won't let you work from home.
1: My job, unfortunately, is not working from home appropriate.
0: <laughs> right. I, like,
1: luckily, if I did decide, like, if I did want to do like self isolation. Um, <laughs> I would still get paid, but since I'm not you know feeling anything and I just I can't handle being isolated for two weeks without doing anything right uh, I may as well work until you know something changes so we're forced to close.
0: right, right. Now is is that on are they talking about that in Canada? Are they talking um, about national shutdown?
1: Yes and no. <laughs> I think there's only, like, there's only so much you can really do um, in terms of that, but I don't know. I, I would not be able to handle it if they're like, oh, yeah, you're going to shut down for, you know, two weeks, and you're going to be forced to stay inside. I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't even gotcha. – I, I don't even want to think about that possibility because that's just – that's scary, to be fair. <laughs> yeah.
0: I hear you. I hear you. Well, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, um, it, you know, I'll, I'll say from a Capitals fan's perspective, we were shit in the bed. Uh, we had just lost in a shootout against Buffalo after mailing in two periods. Um. And basically having Buffalo – you know, basically having Holpe bail us out. And then we turned it on in, in the third period to tie it and then lost it in the shootout. Um, and this is coming off of an epic Pittsburgh win in Pittsburgh, you know. So, for me as a Caps fan, not too cons- – I mean, what, hopefully if the season comes back these guys will have, be rested up enough, you know. If they're if they're nursing injuries that they're not public about, you know, things will get healed. Um, and that goes for really the whole league, you know, um, the Penguins, the Blue Jackets, and the Metro, uh, all experiencing. Even the Rangers with Chris Kreider, even though he's it's a broken foot, so he's going to be out a while. But
1: hey, he's going to be back if the season doesn't start until like back until like let's say they go back in July he should be healthy by then.
0: Right, right. So, you know, <laughs> it could be a whole new season after after this. Imagine
1: uh, a full playoffs where like every team in the playoffs is healthy. Right. Like yeah. I think that would be great for for the sport. It'll be great for the league because then you get to see the best of the best. You don't get to there is there won't be any like what ifs in terms of like oh what if this player was healthy what if this player was healthy
0: right and honestly
1: it would I don't be, know, be players, an even so,
0: like, playing field or everybody would be like reset
1: yeah it would basically be like the first couple like the first month and a half of the regular of the regular season again and obviously you know people can get hurt in that time so like I wouldn't say that it it's 100% going to work out for teams and, like, there's still teams that are going to suffer injuries, but you know, there's a chance that if, hell, there's a chance that for Pittsburgh, uh, Gensel comes back. Right. Because he's there There's mm-hmm. like, that is very much a possibility for that team, which is going to be interesting because I think Washington's one of the healthier teams right now, eh?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we luckily aren't, haven't dealt with too many injuries. I mean, we've been consistently a pretty, uh, injury adverse team, you know, Russia machine never breaks, but, uh, you know, uh, yeah, so we've uh, injuries luckily haven't been something that we've had to deal with too much this year, but, uh, and in years past, but, um, yeah, having healthy Pittsburgh, that's scary. Um, Rangers who were surging before Kreider got out, same thing, same situation there. So, you know, it could just be like a, a one up for everyone, you know, uh, to come back and be healthy and then see how the season plays out then. Um, in any case, it's going to be exciting as, as it always is, you know, I mean, for me, cause I don't really follow a lot of other sports Um, I don't really get into any other pro sports other than hockey. So this was like, you know, this is the time where sports watching for me is at its peak because, you know, I've said it before and I'll say it again, you'd be an idiot and wrong outright wrong objectively to try to tell me that the best time in sports, the best sports viewing is not the NHL playoffs. Would you agree?
1: I mean, maybe it's because I I watch all the sports. The time of the year is perfect um, for someone like myself because I have NHL playoffs. I don't care if Ottawa's in it or not. NHL playoffs are always fun to watch. Uh, I have NBA playoffs, MLB starting, the CFL starting, and it, <laughs> people and,
0: actually watch the CFL. Oh yeah. Really? Huh. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, you can um, watch
1: it in the states. It's on ESPN Plus.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I mean, so I hate the NBA, um, but and and I don't care about game one through fifty of the like hundred million game um, MLB season. But I could see where baseball fans would be excited that it's happening. So
1: for me, it's just like they are li- like days set up where, come May, that it's literally, I can watch, like, I'm off on a Tuesday. Like, last year, there was a day where I had two, I had baseball at one, baseball at four, playoff hockey at uh, seven, and playoff basketball at ten.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so like... You. Your day's set. You don't even have to make plans. <laughs>
1: and and i think that's the thing for me is that like you know when it's something like that i I'm, i love it i'm not even going to think about think about it twice i'm going to stay home and i'm going to watch all the sports so yeah. but at the same time though i can definitely see where if you're a one if you're a one sport kind of person the NHL playoffs are probably the best moments in sports.
0: No doubt. No doubt. Like,
1: even if you're an NBA fan, like, there's just something about NHL playoffs that are so much better than everything else. Absolutely. Yeah, like, I, I honestly I hope it happens, and I'd be okay with it running until, like, September.
0: Yeah, so, You know, I don't know why people are butthurt about having one month off and then starting the new NHL season. You got your break. You know, you got your month, you got your time off. It's not like they extended the regular season. You know what I mean? So as a selfish fan, I really don't see what the gripe is. These guys are professionals. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy, but at the same time, the the rest was there. You get what I'm saying?
1: Yeah.
0: And so I don't they can't play
1: like it sucks for the and I mean you have to unfortunately you have to give them a time off because you have to get you know free agency done at some sort a capacity right you can't just not you can't run free agency during the playoffs right so unfortunately like you have to give the month off for teams like for for that that's the only reason why you give them a month off. So, but realistically, cool. We have a month off in October. Would you rather a month off in October or uh, two months off, three months off from June to to September? Right? Right? Like, if we're done from now till May, which is most likely what's going to happen. Right. um, Yeah.
0: Absolutely. I agree. I I just, uh, but like, again, free agency. So get your shit together, get these deals done. Like you generally GMs have to be talking about making moves before free agency opens. Right.
1: You would hope, but it's also, you know, how, how do you go about it? Right. Because let's say we were to do free agency during the playoffs how would you like would you allow the teams that are in the playoffs like their players to to negotiate with other teams that when the when the whenever they're eliminated they sign a contract with with that respective team etc
0: no nah, i would i would just give them a month you know the month that the players have off that's your free agency window yeah if you can't so, get it done in a month you're not going to get it done You know, most of these deals get done in a week. So just, I I don't
1: Most of these deals are done between like July 1st and July 15th.
0: Right. Exactly. What's
1: what's really going to make things interesting is the RFAs.
0: Yes. Yeah. And
1: because those are the ones that, and like, the bottom tier free agents, the ones that are probably going to sign like two, three deals, like two, like a one, two deal, a uh, two way contract, or whatever the case may be.
0: So there's like an old saying, like when there's blood in the, like it's an old like stock market saying, like when there's blood in the streets, there's money to be made. Like, do you think that there's going to be a lot more movement if they do shorten free agency like this, or do you think there's going to be less?
1: I think there's going to be more, more movement because players – and I think the reason why you, you see movement kind of slow down is like you generally have two months to make a decision. So there's no reason to rush it. You don't want to make a bad, a bad decision uh, as a play, on a player's part, right? You don't want to – you want to take the best possible situation, you're not just going to take the first offer. Um, Right. You may see, I highly doubt we're going to see long-term deals. Like, uh, I don't even know who's a free, I don't even remember who would be a big name free agent this year. But, you know, for example, Holpe, because he's a free agent this year, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: I could, you know, you could make, like you may see him take like a one-year deal with the cap moving up, he may take a one-year deal to kind of just like okay, take a one-year deal or a two-year deal, and I'll reevaluate in in a year or two, because they don't have this. He doesn't have the same amount of time to to go through all his options that he would if it was a regular free agency period.
0: Yeah, but I, I that's probably your bottom six guys, right? Your bottom four guys, <clears throat> the big names. I think that there's more, I guess, um, buyer confidence in them, right?
1: Oh, yeah. But it's also about, you know, it's not necessarily about the – it's about the team finding the right fit, right? You can – if you know you have to make a decision in 30 days or less, that's a lot – of pressure trying to decide on a long-term future for yourself
0: sure so yeah. I think,
1: you know the safe thing for players would be taking kind of a one-year deal and then going back to the drawing board next july
0: well so here's the thing with i've noticed that with your outlook you um and it's not a bad thing but you like romanticize how these players treat contracts. And I will agree that in the NHL that happens more than others. Like they want to know, you know, if they're going to fit in well, or if they're going to be, you know, in a place to win or whatever. Um, But with the way that the league is now, how competitive it is, how any, it seems like any team at least could win other than, you know, maybe the senators, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and you know, the bottom rung people, but the, even the ones that are going that are like the senators who did great in this um, during this deadline, got all these draft picks, right. You know, the players I believe are still going to go after the money. I, I, they have to make the best business decision. They have a short window to be making this money, you know, unlike a normal slob like me and you uh, you know, they maybe have a 10 year, If they're lucky, fifteen-year career, right? At best, so they're trying to maximize their their profits here. I mean, it. I don't think. I think that this could be good for teams like the Senators because you guys have cap. You can say, look, um, I don't know what everybody else is offering you, but we'll beat it by five hundred thousand a year, and we'll give you a longer term. Players might jump at that, don't you think? They could.
1: And I think it's one of those things where, you know, if you're a manager, like a, if you're looking at it on either side, both things are possible. You you may have players and, you know, owners who are like, okay, you know, let's take this to our, like, let's make this an advantage for us by uh, maybe paying this someone a little bit more now than what he would make from another team to kind of uh, compensate for the lack of a better word. But right. at the same time though, it's about making sure that you're also not breaking the bank, right? With the, with the expansion draft and the cap going up, it makes things interesting. And then you add all this on top of it. It's hard to tell on, I think this, this summer is going to be a very interesting, it was, it was in the books for an interesting one anyways.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: But I think now Just it's going it's more to the fire. <laughs> because of there's so much, so much more at stake per se, like, or in terms of, like, you know, how are players going to react to a, a long-term deal now versus when they would have done it if they had a full two months. And, you know, we also have to talk about that whole uh, tampering window that teams have now, if that's going to be a thing. Because if that's no longer a thing, you know, that's where a lot of contracts are signed is or agreed upon is during that tampering window so if right. they don't have that tampering window it's going to be harder you won't you may not see as many big deals because you won't have that time you won't have that sit downs with them
0: yeah you, possibly the won't have that and with them. you won't be able to like wine and dine them right i get that
1: yeah. and i mean but... this also could go into favor for teams looking to, to bring players back. Because now they have like two or three months where, you know, GMs and agents can talk about signing contracts, no issues. They don't have to worry about hockey. You know, they their mind isn't on playing a game. So you may also see a couple of these big fish signed by the end of the by before even you know, hockey comes back because the uncertainty may may allow players or may convince players to, you know, take these short term deals or re-sign with whatever team they're at now because they don't know what the future holds for next season.
0: Sure. Yeah. So I mean, in any case, as a as a fan, you know, yeah, it sucks that we saw this this whole break, but I think the off season, and then hopefully the playoff and the regular rest of the regular season is going to is going to work out. You know, I think that the biggest for me the biggest downfall of it all is that Ovechkin right now is getting robbed of his opportunity to be Gardner in goals. He's two away, and his um his his ability to to catch up with uh uh I think it's Esposito who's next.
1: Oh, yeah, Esposito is next. He has Gardner and Esposito.
0: Yep. So. He
1: could have, I think, gotten up to both of them or close to Esposito uh, by the end of this season on his current yeah. pace.
0: Yeah, he would probably uh, have been within single digits of Esposito. But, um, you know, he was definitely, I mean, two, three more goals, he was going to beat out Gardner. So. Yeah. Uh, you know that's the the brutal one, man. That's that's the. Uh...
1: Oh yeah, seeing there's been like a lot of you know if you look at, uh, pretty sure, uh, Drys uh, and McDavid were on pace to be like the first teammates to hit a hundred plus points uh, in the last like thirty years. I think since Lemire and Yager did it. I might be mistaken on that, but I'm pretty sure that was a thing that was going to happen. Uh, there's there's a lot of records that potentially won't be touched anymore
0: because of this break. Right. Which sucks. Yeah. I mean, luckily for Dreisaitl and McDavid is they have great prime years ahead of them. Ovi, who's in his prime, I mean, damn. You look at this guy's career, there's, he's had to battle against things that are completely out of his control. And yet he is still, yeah, I mean, like lockout year, two half year, and then this.
1: Yeah. He's missed probably like two full seasons just because of like stoppages. Because he's, he's been relatively healthy his entire career.
0: Right. Exactly. Only 17 games missed to injury. And he's missed like a total of 30. And those are all due to suspensions.
1: As if he's only missed, like, under 20 games due to injury. That's ridiculous. I know. I don't – like, that's so hard to believe. <laughs> then you realize know. it's Ovechkin and you're like, okay, yeah, I can see it.
0: Um. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's – it's crazy that he is – what he's accomplished already. And then you look at other stats, like, you know, his injuries. And then you look at stats where he's – you know still gonna beat Gretzky's record through all of this whereas players who have had 20-year careers didn't have this much adversity and the sense of things that were out of their control
1: yeah I think that's what like is the frustrating part with for for him is that like this is out of his control in more ways than one uh you know injuries aside like It's not like he's the one choosing not to play. He's not the one deciding that, you know, he wasn't the one causing the lockout, et cetera. Right. And I think it will make it even better, though, is when he does break all these records, knowing that he's been through more than a lot of players have.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, for me – I think he can break. I know he can break Gretzky's record. So, just these type of things where he's on one of his best seasons yet. You know, he pro- he may have been able to touch sixty goals, which he's only done one once other time, ta- one other time in his career, his third year in the league when he got that sixty-five. Looks, I mean,
1: that sixty goals is hard, and like even getting near it is, you know, respectable. Right. Like if you hit. Um, Anywhere over 50, people can't say shit.
0: <laughs> right, right. And he's done that like eight times. So, yeah. you know, if the season did end, now he'd share the Richard with, with Pasternak and that would give him his ninth Richard trophy, which is fucking incredible. Um, I, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's well, a shame.
1: unfortunate <laughs> series yep. an unfortunate events for his career, right, right. Because I like imagine if he didn't miss that lot, like if his, you know, his rookie year was 05, 06 because you know the lockout, so he missed like a full eighty two games right there because of it,
0: right. And then half a season when he was and in that <clears throat> he was on pace for sixty then, um, yeah, And he scored thirty five goals in the fucking half season. Um, An interesting stat I saw was this was one of Ovechkin's highest, even strength goal totals. He was going to, he was on pace to beat his even strength goal goal scoring. Um, And, you know, that's just a big fuck you to everybody who says he just sits on the left circle during the power play. Um, I mean,
1: he does, but that's not all he does to get
0: goals. Right, but he can score goals, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, I mean, you're looking at the consistency that this guy brings, and it's almost like he's getting fucking better and he's like 34. It's insane.
1: And, I mean, I think, you know, if you look at all the goal scorers, most of the time they have a uh, a better goal scoring record or goal scoring production on the power play than on even strength. Like, very rarely a pure goal scorer struggles on the power play. And then right. you have a guy like Matthews, who seems to just be able to score on, like, even strength goals.
0: Right, right. This is a good problem to have, I guess. <laughs> I don't know.
1: I mean, yes. I think it, it's definitely, like, a catch-22, right? Knowing that you can be effective at five on five, but if you can't be effective – with the man's advantage, like, that's also a problem.
0: Right. Yeah, and I don't know what the fuck's going on in Toronto, but, you know, they're probably happy that the season's gotten a break now too so they can figure shit out there. Maybe their problem's paying, like, half their salary cap to four players.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, don't even get me started on that. <laughs> I I... They deserve nothing but failure, <laughs> in my opinion.
0: Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, they already made a big, big stink and, and had uh, had to uh, beg the NHL to review the e-bug policy after getting beat by their own Zamboni driver. So
1: Yeah, and then guess what? They realized that there was nothing wrong with it because it worked the way it worked. Like, it worked the way it was supposed to work.
0: Right. I mean... I can't believe it even got reviewed. This thing happens this happens twice in like four or five years and hadn't happened in memory, like in recent memory before then, and people get up in up in a, their panties in a bunch for that. It's just
1: it's just because it was
0: trauma. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm yeah. That and the NHL is stupid. Yeah. Like.
1: But the problem is though is that like I think the the thing that they should review is like the age limit, like the age, because he's if he was like 25, uh, right out of, you know, the University of Toronto, I don't think there's any question, like, no one's questioning it, but it's the fact that, like, he's a 42-year-old. Right. <laughs> and I think that's really what got a lot of people.
0: Yeah, and, and what here's the thing about David Ayers. He's still better than your, your own beer league goalie. Like, he's still an elite athlete.
1: Oh, 100%. And, I mean, he practices can, with the team.
0: Right. Like, people think, like, oh, well, he's just some fucking guy, some, some accountant. And, yes, that is what happened in Chicago. But even that guy played juniors at one point. Like, you know, people don't understand. They're, not, they're literally not just going out and picking a Zamboni driver. No. They, these guys have a pedigree of some sort.
1: Yeah. And I mean, hey, not, it's not his fault that, you know, Toronto decided to shit the bed. <laughs> right. Or, like against them. And I can understand where trauma's coming from, too. Because, you know, you can go out there and like smoke them, like, you can win like 10 2. But at the same time, though, like, it's not your job to stop yourself from scoring. Right. You know? Like, yeah, it sucks. And I don't think, you know, teams would be upset. But, you know, that, that's just the way sports is. Not, it's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. Well.
1: You get dealt the hand you're dealt and you have to deal with what you got to do.
0: Right. Good teams find a way to win. So. Yeah, basically.
1: Anyways, hockey troll. Thank you for coming on. Uh,
0: lasted a little bit
1: longer than expected, but it's usually what happens in our conversations.
0: Yeah, these things typically do. Um, I appreciate you for having me on. Um, you guys can follow me at hockey trolling, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, and at caps chirp for the episode handles or for my for the podcast Reppin' the. Mc- the Washington Capitals. Uh, hope to see you guys there. Yeah, And, guys, you
1: can follow me at uh, uh, Joker 97 on Twitter, as well as FrozenBiscuit97, as well as check out my uh, mixer at RullyJoker97. Have a great one, guys, and we will catch you on Monday.